We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Pod Maverick. My name is Kirk Henderson. I am joined not by Josh Bow, but by Mavs Moneyball contributor, a uh, new guy this year, Matthew Martinez. Matt, how are you tonight? Hey, doing great, man. How are you? I'm all right. And we're, we're joining you here live. It's about, oh, hey, it's right, 10 o'clock, uh, an even time for once. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks just detonated on the San Antonio Spurs, 144 to 119. And that 25-point margin of Victor really, really doesn't do justice to how badly they beat the crap out of the Spurs. Um, I missed the first half of the game because I was at Zoo Lights. I didn't tell Josh that I was going to Zoo Lights. And then while at the game, while in the zoo, Josh told me he had the opportunity to go see Godzilla minus one. And I would just basically was like, yes, absolutely. Go do that thing. So Matthew uh, is stepping up here to, to help us uh, because he watched more of the game than I did, even though I did catch most of the second half. Are you seriously just going to sit here and bargain me? I know I wasn't here for a while. Making Sorry, making a making a full appearance on the pod. Right. Yeah. Huck Huck normally. Where is he? Let's see if we can. Hey, but there he is. There's Huck. Live live uh, reaction. Um. It. You know, watching the. I, I came down, or I was like doing kid bedtime stuff, and I saw the score was seventy two to sixty six. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh man, Wemby must be having a hell of a game. And oh, then yeah, I understand. well. So what the hell happened? That. Tell me what happened in the first half. What, yeah, what went on uh, there? Yeah, uh, I mean, well, first of all, what must it be like right now to be the ball boy whose foot Wimby landed on in pregame shoot-around? I mean, Chris, Christmas is canceled, right? I just, I don't, you know, they put it up on ESPN, that like, oh, he stepped on the ball boy's foot. And it's like, how about, how about just be honest? How about tell us you didn't want him to play? And at this point, you're kind of looking for reasons for him to not play. Right, he only oh, played wow. 22 minutes in their last one. Uh, and they said something about minutes restrictions going into this one. So, yeah, it looked like any little 
bad bad gust of wind was gonna was gonna take him out. I, I mean, not to talk shit on the Spurs. Fuck that. Absolutely to talk trash on the Spurs. I hate the Spurs. Um, they have horrendous vibes if you've watched mm-hmm. any of their games. Um, to the point to where I I am just truly baffled at some of the decisions that that Wemby's teammates make with regards to him. Um, they don't pass him the ball sometimes, and then there's just like, I mean, what did they won four games? I mean, when we played mm-hmm. them on opening night, they looked pretty good. They really did. They looked functional, and I thought something. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it feels like they're just trying to slog through this season, get another lottery pick, and figure out how to get out of it. But over the course of it you learn bad habits. I mean, like they're, what do they have? Like Sohan is awful. Watching that guy play basketball makes me angry. He's like, if Grant Williams was our second best player and got all this freedom to do garbage, it's, it's he's like if Grant Williams was a ball handler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (sighs) uh, Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not the best vibe player. Uh, I do like Devin Vassell on their team. He did not have a great night tonight. But um, I guess if we're talking about the first half, yeah, uh, me, you know, uh, I, I guess the um, the Spurs go on a little run in the first quarter. Uh, I guess no, no, no. It, it was nineteen sixteen Spurs in the first quarter, uh, and then it's it, you know we're halfway we're halfway through the quarter, and, and Dallas goes on goes on a twenty four ten run hmm. to uh, uh, to end the quarter. Right. Well, it's uh, and now we're in the second quarter, and um, you know the Spurs. The Spurs get on a little run of their own. They outscore the Mavs. Uh, it was it was a three minute stretch early in the second quarter. They outscore the Mavs twenty one to twelve. Uh, you, you know to make it close again, and then it's close in the uh, close all the way to halftime. Uh, and, and and then you know if basketball is a game of runs, the lethal run was was the Mavs in the third quarter, obviously. Um, Mavs got another. They did. They did notch uh, another uh, another forty point forty point quarter in the first. Those are always fun to see. And and uh, I, I'm kind of all over the place right now, but, but right. I'm going to lock. I'm going to lock in on the Mavs twenty four to ten run to end the first quarter. Okay. Um, so the the run starts with two uh, Derek Jones Junior's uh, three pointers. Uh, and 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 I see this uh, this tweet. Uh, kind of at the same time as he hits these two three-pointers, that uh, he now has 43 three-pointers at that point uh, in the game on the season. And that tied his uh, career high in a season. And, and you, you know, and, and, and which, brings, which brings to mind, uh, to me, you know, Luka Magic is not ridiculous highlight plays. That right there, my friend is Luca magic. It's, it's raising a guy's, it's raising a guy's floor beyond a, 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 a I mean, it's, it, I, I want to say Derek Jones Jr. has played like 27 games, maybe 28. He missed one for sure. He might've missed more than that. So to like get to that point in, in less in basically a third of the season is laugh out loud. Funny. I just, yeah. I don't know what, don't know what to do with that one. Um, so somebody in the, uh, from Twitter came in here and said, did I just hear you say that Sohan sucks for, um, for clarification? Sohan sucks. All right. Uh, just wanted to, <laughs> wanted to get that out. Uh, just so we're clear. Um, anyway. Yeah. And, and so, so keep going with, with what episode. That, so they closed the quarter well. You're feeling good about the fact they're up. They're up 11 points. They look real. What the hell happened in the second? 
then, well, you know, the, the Spurs actually, despite not shooting the three-pointer well this year in general, they started nine for 19 from three tonight. And then they remembered, oh, yeah, we're the Spurs. And then they went two for 12 from beyond the arc after the nine for 19 start. So, you know, they remembered that we don't shoot the ball well. Uh, you know, Luca seemed to this this is a nightly occurrence and and what i'm really proud of mavs fans about is is we as a group we don't seem to be taking what luca is doing on a nightly basis for granted there seems to be a whole heck of a lot of people uh you know if you're if you're on twitter or or, or whatever people's jaws are on the floor every game and yeah. that's the way it should be you, you, you know um he he went into god mode you know he gets to he gets to 39 points before kirk even gets home from zoo lights um you know and, and, i was and, home he, he was so he had 25 <laughs> at the half as i understand right. it um right. and, there, and and that 25 at the half was that did he pass jason terry for six on the all-time scoring in that in was the, that first, in the half? first half i believe it was in the first half yeah 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 i don't remember exactly when the moment I think that's was right because i will i came back to like seven slack messages should i post the thing about him pa- passing jason terry <laughs> um to, to my fellow editors who don't listen to this yes post news i'm not going to be mad at you um so that was it, it was interesting they they posted a stat you know luca is, is fun to talk about so let's talk about luca because i think these these two games are just a fun reminder of why he's in the mvp conversation i say these two games because he didn't play against the rockets and the mavericks had a barf offense so bad that i opted out of podcasting with josh bow was like i cannot talk about this game i hate this hate this game so much and then he comes back tonight has 39 points uh let's see what other statistics did he yeah have? sitting sitting against houston was as good of an argument for luca mvp as 39 points in three quarters mm, against san a antonio plus, a plus 37 in 32 minutes is laugh out loud hilarious yeah. 12 bo- 12 boards 10 assists he probably could have had a few more, had some things gone his way. I mean, Luca just controls the game from start to finish. It was it was really something. I really mm-hmm. wish you would have gotten to see him play against Wemby, though, just because watching Luca play against really good defensive bigs is a reminder uh, of just how good Luca can be. But also, it's just it's fun to watch bigs like sw- not like swat him. It's not like I want like Luca to get swatted, but every now and again when he gets. Uh, when, when when he gets his his stuff thrown back at him, it like works as a challenge uh, in his favor. So it's it's pretty yep. neat. Um, you know, passing Jason Terry for sixth all time in uh, in in um, scoring for the franchise is pretty ridiculous. Uh, Jason Terry obviously played for the Mavericks for a number of years. You know, we're talking about Luca in his sixth season. You know, he's already passed Dirk in some things that took Dirk a whole career to do. Um, I'm not sure if you caught that 30 point triple double stat that the that the uh, Bally Sports um, broadcast showed. So since 2018, so Luca's rookie year, Luca has something like 36 for a uh, 30 mm-hmm. point triple doubles, and Jokic has 10 fewer. Giannis only has 13. So it the scoring element of what he brings to the Mavericks is needed in a way that I don't know is really properly contextualized compared to some of his peers. Because mm-hmm. you you see it in, in like the Rockets game last night, Dallas couldn't score. They just can't score. And and you know, it, obviously Dante Exum has has been a revelation with these Mavericks, and he didn't play last night either. But it was just it's it's wild watching Luca and the Lukettes, which was what a lot of these games have been. I'm sorry if that's disrespectful to other guys, but when Kyrie Irving and Derek Lively are out, that's kind of what it is. It um, is. 
And so it's it's been really fun to see him come through, uh, you know, a game like tonight where during that third quarter, which I, I caught most of, he's just he's just otherworldly at times. And and Josh and I have been trying to talk about him more because we realized we had sort of been downplaying just how ridiculous he is because you, you run out of things to say, I think, is part of it. That's okay. But I just, I don't know. The, this season, I you know, I, it feels early. I think Joel Embiid might have sort of wrapped up the MVP at this point if he keeps playing like this. But Luca's gonna be Luca's gonna be like the guy up there hanging with him over the long enough over a long enough timeline. I really, I really believe that. Yeah, it was uh, something somebody had put in our our Slack a few days ago. That was oh yeah, the ESPN straw poll for MVP at the whatever it was. It was earlier this week. Right, and of course, of course, Embiid was the leader in the clubhouse. I was surprised that uh, Luca, in their little straw poll, uh, whatever their uh, methods were, uh, was fifth. Um, it's so narrative driven, and they even talk about is. that on the Hoop Hoop Collective podcast because at this point last season, Embiid didn't have any votes because he just hadn't played enough. Um, I think the Luca will will resolve itself over time, particularly if Kyrie has to miss more time, which I think he will. I, I think I hope and think Kyrie comes back on Christmas just because the Mavericks need him. But I, I think that you know, if I don't, I want Luca to win MVP just for the sake of sort of silencing the people who can't stand him. But if he doesn't ever win one, but the Mavericks win a championship, that's going to be what's important to me. Uh, right, it's, right. It's a it's a silly. Th- I don't know, maybe not silly. I mean, I make the point, and I will repeat it until the day that Luca retires. But right now, in his sixth year, Luca could be Thanos snapped out of existence, and he would go into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. He has that kind of resume. And anybody yeah, that 100%. argues with anybody, like, and I get people that argue with me because a lot of people are idiots and forget that we're not just talking about NBA stuff. We're talking about his international career too. But he's also made four straight yeah four straight all nba first teams and he's cruising towards a fifth at this point it's it's preposterous he's just that good at basketball um and with uh, 11 more points he'll be of- officially on the list ooh. having 10,000 career points he will be officially at third in nba history in points per game i mean that's per game so it's not like as prestigious as the points title but getting to 10,000 points is important because that's that's another that's another arrow in your quiver for that argument I didn't know that that's really interesting and yeah again I was at zoo lights tonight so I've missed some things um but okay okay, you made me think of one thing that I just want to ask you about um uh because you're looking at injury reports before the game, and and uh, I believe that Lively and um, Kyrie were were moved from uh, definitely out to questionable before this game. Oh, really? Do okay. You, do you do you think that bodes well for yes. Christmas? Yes. Um, I believe that the NBA executive office asks teams to make sure that they play in these marquee games, if at all possible. Uh, and so it's like, you know, why Lucas sat out against the Rockets. Let's make sure that our guy doesn't die, you know, because he was Luca was uh, up until uh, tonight. Luca was second. He's averaging the second most minutes per game, I think, in the NBA, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Luca, Luca, freaking Doncic. Um, that's pretty amazing. OK, yeah. Um, before we pivot to kind of the other stuff, the other guys, because there's some other, you know, I think pretty fun elements to this game. And then a stretch in the Definitely. fourth quarter, which had Jason Kidd like lose his mind. I was cackling. I need to uh, 
I need to do my nightly shill, uh, which would be if you have any opportunity to head down and hit the like on the stream, I would appreciate it. Uh, Josh and I have had a, a interesting year, interesting kind of year and a half with this show where we've had grown and had setbacks. We've had to move um, networks. None of that is anybody's concern, but we have a lot of loyal listeners and, you know, being able to spread this show to more people who might be interested. I, you know, liking helps because it puts it on people's radar. Uh, while you're there, if you would consider subscribing, we're at, uh, I don't know, a little over 22, almost 2,200 subs. Uh, I have a goal of 5,000 for the year, but that seems ridiculous. Probably not going to get there. That's okay. Um, if you leave comments on this particular video, once it's done and posted live, um, I would appreciate it. There's one guy who uh, always posts after every game about how handsome we are. Um, big shout out to that guy. I keep telling him I have a face. <laughs> I keep telling him I have a face for radio, but he's not, he's not interested in that. Um, and so I, I will get back to doing more uh, fan fan participation shows because, I mean, again, you know, me and Matt and, you know, to a lesser extent, Josh. Josh is a – I don't know. You're an actual journalist. You worked at the the Fort Worth Star-Telegram with Josh way back in the I'm day. I'm a recovering journalist, yeah. But, but like, you know, we you're a – we're fans. We love that. We like the Mavericks. I think it's safe to right. say that. So uh, when I say a fan participation show, I mean more than just my Mavs Moneyball staff. We host those uh, after a fair number of games. Uh, I'm not going to do one tonight because I'm not sure there's what's going to say. But after the Christmas game here on Monday, I will definitely host one, uh, even if it goes into the wee hours in the morning. So I want you to subscribe and, and, and join those shows. And, and I really appreciate everybody's support this year. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 
Okay, so what else is kind of uh, worth worth talking about in this game? What is is uh, was interesting to you that you think might be? Um, well, I mean, I mean, go ahead. Dante Exum hit his first seven shots from the field. That was uh, just lovely. Um, you know, Dante Exum, man. Uh, you know, if you want to, if you want to drive the narrative that. Uh, that uh, Nico Harrison is is a genius. Then Don, then Exum is is your best argument, man. Um, uh, he has been he has it was such an afterthought when he was added to this roster. And and look at these last uh, these last few games. What was it? It was something that Bally put up on the screen. Some uh, a stat. Um, uh, let's see. It was since December eighth. Uh, Dante Exum leads all guards in field goal percentage in the NBA at 62%. That's wild. He finished eight of 10 tonight. He hit his first seven and then kid had to put him back in the game because the, um, trying to think someone, someone in the chat or wasn't in the chat. In fact, it might've been uh, Mavs Moneyball contributor SJ saying the G leaguers, which just killed me. The, the there was a point in the fourth quarter the Mavericks got up I need to go look at what the score was it was something like 133 or something and then the, it was it was one the Mavericks got up to 134 points and clear and and kid basically clears the benches and this is at no it's 133 uh at the see here they scored those points Jaden Hardy makes 25 foot three pointer at the 819 mark between the 819 mark and the <laughs> <laughs> just scrolling down the game log between the 819 mark and 326 the Mavericks scored one point and that's with all the you know essentially the scrubs just to be quite candid yeah. and kid called a timeout and he never really you know like we we mess with I don't know we don't mess with kid we accuse kid of not coaching a lot and um he coached he got really pissed like very pissed. And I, I just want to say if, if Jason Kidd, if you're listening to this during uh, the, the times when you troll Mavs media, I just want you to know that very pissed off Jason Kidd is my jam. I think it's hilarious. Again, guys, sorry for the dog barking. He gives no shits that I'm on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so he had his, his, his coaching moment. What, what do you think? What do you think from a coaching perspective of, uh, your second round draft pick that everybody's very curious about, very high, not 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 second round. Uh, Omax, yeah, Omax was late first round, so that's fair. Enough. Late, yeah. late first. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. So, so what do you think about uh, him him going for twenty uh, in Houston and then somehow riding the bench the entire first half the next night? I'm okay with it because I think you want to put Omax in a position to succeed. Omax got all his points last night on like hustle opportunities. And if he's not in the place where he can run the offense or not run the offense, but be like that, that right cog in the offense where he's doing the things that he can do. I don't want to put him in a position to fail. Um, I don't necessarily think he's the kind of guy to, to really let miss shots phase him, but it, it, it's one of these things that, that I feel, um, I like the way they've treated treated him because it's, okay. what, it's game 29, game 30. If we're talking game 50 and he hasn't really done anything different, then then maybe it's it's up for more criticism. But with the way Hardy progressed last season, I just I have to 
I have to, and the way Lively looks right now, I just have to to kind of give Kid and the coaching staff the benefit of the doubt. Sure, sure, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, there, there was if uh, going back to Exum, I wanted to. There was one play in the second quarter, and this was before he had really started to to hit a bunch of shots. I think he had only he only had two points at this point, but that long, long uh, outlet pass uh, in the second quarter to. Uh, Timmy Hardaway streaking down the court, uh, and, and he just throws down this vicious dunk. But it was it was Exum seems to me like the only guy uh, who I just love the way he makes things happen. Sure. You know he's he 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 forces the issue offensively, and even you know at that point he wasn't he wasn't really on fire scoring yet. But he always finds a way to make things happen. I just love the way this guy's playing. So I hope you haven't listened to our podcast because as a Mavs Moneyball contributor, I would think it weird that you listen to the podcast of the the website that you are is affiliated with. But I have described Dante Exum uh, the way Jack Donahue, uh Jack Donaghy in and Thirty Rock describes the trivection oven, where he he he. Um, Dante Exum is the third heat. Um, he's the thing that really makes the, the makes it all work. I, you know, kid. Apparently, uh, shout out to Harold in the comment. Um, Harold says uh, that Jason Kidd says that that uh, he'll remain a starter moving forward, which is fascinating because um, he can. You know that that sometimes they put him in like the power forward slot when not like mm. slot, but it's like three guard thing. Are you stop barking at me? I cannot help you. I know you really want Josh Green to play, Huck, but I can't. He's injured. It's very important that 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 our man Dante Exum play, um, who is just absolutely incredible. Um, I, I've been really thrilled with with all of it. I'm I'm glad to see that that he's he's had this work out this way because, uh, you know, Spur, former Spurs uh, front office guy Dennis Lindsay was probably the deciding factor in Exum coming over um, and been playing with the Mavs. So I'm just I'm really pleased that it works. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the other guy is, uh, is AJ Lawson, uh, um, out of nowhere. Uh, don't know, don't really know what to make of this guy just yet. The last two games have been nice. It's, you you know, me as someone who, who in our, uh, preseason, when you said, who's the player that you're excited to see grow or take the next step or something, uh, you know, for a guy who picked Jaden Hardy, like, oh, I think Jaden Hardy might take the next step in his development. It, you know, that's not happening at the moment. Uh, but the end of the bench guys like Lawson, you know, he it just gives me the same feeling that that I got in the last sixteen or twenty games last year, thinking about Hardy. You know, no, I do. And the thing about and and you know, let's just be clear here, I. I didn't talk about Hardy last night, but I wrote about Hardy. I was not on the podcast last night. If anybody read my recap, I excoriated Hardy. Hardy played uh, entitled basketball last night. Uh, didn't see enough of him tonight to really judge him, so I don't want to be too harsh on him. But the thing that Hardy did last year that he's not doing this year, in my opinion, is playing balls to the wall every time he's on the court. Under-controlled but extremely hard basketball. That is the thing that Lawson is doing. Lawson is mm-hmm. playing like a madman when he's on the floor. Mm-hmm. And he was on the floor during that incredible comeback run against Oklahoma City. Yes, he missed a clutch three. 
but he had made a couple. Yes, he challenged Chet Holgrim for some reason. Sometimes we lose our minds. It's okay. Like looks like the the Jack Skellington, so I can understand why you'd want to go at him. I do, but don't do it. He's really good at basketball. But I've really loved I've really loved what Lawson has brought to the table. I just I, I have. Though Dang in the chat says I'd really like to see more of Dexter Dennis. And I get why, because Dexter uh, last night was doing the same thing, just playing mm-hmm. really, really hard. And and uh, so Dela Cruz, uh, Gian Dela Cruz says, Hardy is overthinking. That's a great take. I really do think there's mm-hmm. something to that. Like, I refer to the the scene, like the halftime scene and the replacements a lot uh, about quicks, you know, where they're talking about quicksand. Uh, and what athletes do when they just try, like Hardy is forcing the issue. And what was so nice about Hardy in that Clippers game is he just shot the ball. There was no dribbling. It was catch and shoot. And I think the Mavericks have to put him in the position to catch and shoot. Like stop asking him to do stuff where he play makes. I, I, he can't do it. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. There was one point also late in the second quarter uh, when AJ Lawson was trending in the United States. So hey. I, f- I feel like we he must have been doing something damn good for that to happen. Well, that also might mean that no one is on Twitter anymore. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it. It's, it's only Mavs fans. That's right. That's right. So. All right, let's look ahead a little bit. Um, the Mavericks play a Christmas Day game against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, this, I, you know, back when they announced this, this was really exciting. But the Suns kind of suck. Um, that said, I am really looking forward to this game. It's a late game, which I normally hate, but on Christmas Day, nine thirty start time. You know, you will have had your fill of family time. You, you know, if you're like, you know, my wife will probably stay up and watch the game with me. But, you know, my parents will have gone home. It'll be nice to watch uh, Luca. Um, see, we'll see what present he gives his son, uh, Devin Booker. Um, uh, you know, and, and maybe they can talk about how, he, how, how Booker feels about no longer being the only child. Um, I, I just I can't wait for this game because I, I think these two teams, particularly if Kyrie plays, he seems to like to play against Kevin Durant. Like we could have like 130 to 135 point game. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I, you always get up for, for a Suns game. Um, I think the last two Mavs games that I've been to in person just happened to be against the Suns. And in both of those games, Devin Booker just went ridiculous on us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, any reason that you hate the Spurs is good enough for me or that you hate the Suns is good enough for me. Uh, that's that's my reason is that, that he has ruined – two straight Mavs, game, Mavs games of mine. but um, Booker yeah, is I'm, such I'm a fun player to, to hate because he's so good, he deserves it. He's he's yeah. not like Sohan, who I, I think sucks. Again, we're just going to emphasize that point. Sohan sucks. Um, Booker is just an incredible, incredible basketball player. Uh, that The jokes about him sort of write themselves when he's bad. I mean, but... I, I just like watching him. And again, Durant, I don't know how old you are, but I was, uh, I was like my first, first year out of college when Durant was at tech at Texas. I was, yeah, and I was, I was at Texas when he was at Texas. Yeah. He was appointment viewing in a way. I think Zion might be the, the next athlete that mm-hmm. was like that for me. Like mm-hmm. watching Kevin Durant was so amazing. And I just really relish the opportunity to watch him play basketball. I do. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he hasn't he hasn't lost lost much, uh, and uh, I mean he's 
he, yeah, the way he's playing, if it, it, it almost makes me, I wish people would talk about him at 39 the way they talk about LeBron this season. Right. Know, because what, what Durant's doing is, is more impressive than what people LeBron's don't doing. like Durant. Um, that's, mm. that's the thing. And, and where I find, where I find, you know, LeBron James like astoundingly corny. I mean, tonight he's tweeting about why can't guys go into the basketball hall of fame while they're still playing? And it's like someone, uh, the, I read a theory once that LeBron, <laughs> like I, I read a theory once that LeBron James would be considered 50% cooler if he never had a cell phone. Um, and, and I just, I really, I, and, and there's an argument to be made similar to KD because KD is like online all the time and he says weird shit and he seems to smoke a lot of weed and be kind of like, he's like kind of a sad guy, which I mean, that's going to be relatable. I just, I like him. Yeah, but his, a lot of- his post, his post game pressers where he's got that hoodie, like just, just like mm-hmm. he's high, he's doing this number into the microphone, you know, almost. I just, just I like beating him. I, 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 I'm going to need, I'm just seeing right now. Apparently Luka Doncic gave his teammates bikes for Christmas. What the fuck? Like I need bicycles? To yeah. Like actual bicycle. Like Tim Hardaway was, I, I found a video from Brad Townsend of him just riding down the hallway in a bike. And I'm just like, what, what oh, is going yeah. on? I love God. I love, the NBA is so stupid and I love it. it I, I cannot express how much I love it. Um, all right. The dog will not stop barking. Too much barking on the podcast tonight. I really apologize to everyone. My house is simply utter chaos between two dogs, two small children, my wife letting me continue to do this as best as possible. Um, if anybody really wants to know how my week went, I got a vasectomy on Tuesday. I blew a car tire out yesterday. And then today my refrigerator died. And so we've just had a comedy of errors at this point to where the fact that I'm, uh, I'm not, like soup. I'm just as I was telling uh, our staffer Isaac. Um, I just laugh at how ridiculous. Like sometimes life is just ridiculous. Like you can't get mad. You're just like dumb shit happens time and time again. I didn't die. Um, the vasectomy hurt. Not too bad, but it was it it, it wasn't great. Uh, and then the the I didn't die in the car accident. And then I apparently have you know yeah, my, dude. My, I didn't eat any uh, spoiled food. Um, it's it's just been so. It's like to see you know, and then the Mavericks lose that horrible game yesterday, and then they lose the game against the Clippers. It's just been kind of a week, and so yeah. to fin- to end the week, uh, you know, on a a a beatdown of the Spurs feels really good. And then we're gonna come back and watch them beat the the Phoenix Suns. I'm really I'm really pleased. I'm really pleased. So. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, Matt, uh, we have five people named Matt at the Mavs Money Bowl website. We're going to invite Mr. Martinez back on the show at some point. Did you have fun? Oh, man, this was great. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Well, you're absolutely fantastic for pinch hitting last minute. We appreciate you. Um, trying to think if I want to know anything else. I can't really think of anything else. You know what? Uh, if, if, if there was one thing... There, there was a comment uh, when we were talking, when we were <laughs> lauding AJ Lawson uh, <laughs> like we were. Um, it is year six, and here we are talking about which uh, which former G leaguers Luca looks uh, looks good playing next to. Is this uh, that was fan one two three in the comments who said that? So, uh, what what's your take? What, to bring us back to earth in our AJ Lawson discussion, that's what fan one, two, three had to say. I mean, the year six thing is something we've talked about quite a lot because it's frustrating that it took three years, four years, 
for the Mavericks to realize that they tried to build too quickly. But you can do one of two things. You can look forward or you can look back. And I look back in states of rage, but I try not to. I just can't help it sometimes. Where they are now, it's fun. I mean, what are they? They're 17 and 12. If you would have told yeah, me 17, like, that's great. Yeah. That's just, it's great. I, I kind yeah. of hoped that they would be near 500 by the new year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that sets me right. Yeah. I, I mean, this, this is more fun watching Mavs than, than we've had, than we've had in a few years. So yeah, definitely. Uh, Doe asks, uh, he hopes that Josh is okay. I, Josh went to go see Godzilla minus one. I, I, he got the opportunity. I told him to go do that. And again, Jeff Gatlin said in the chat, TMI, Kirk. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, shit happens. I just, I've kind of lost my mind. It's Christmas in two days. You know, got all the, I haven't wrapped any gifts. Like, there's just so much stuff to do. And here I am wasting time on a podcast. But I really, uh, I really enjoyed talking to you. Um, Yeah, absolutely. We'll be hanging out on Monday night, Christmas, uh, for anybody who wants to join. Thanks so much uh, for hanging out with us, guys. We'll be back Monday. Everybody have a great Christmas Eve and great Christmas if you celebrate. Otherwise, we'll talk to you on Monday. Have a good day, guys. Happy holidays. Go Mavs! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.